Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, I'm going to jump straight in. Um, I've called today Surviving 2022. Um, There's some amens. Yes, Surviving 2022. You've made it this far, so you've got through the worst of it. That's the good news. And um, if you're here this morning, I want to encourage you that um, the enemy's out to steal, kill and destroy, but God has already been victorious through Jesus. And so by our faith in him, by a belief in him, we have a ticket to victory. And I want to start in 2 Corinthians 10.5, reading from the Amplified Version. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this, We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. We all know this passage, most of us probably in the NIV or King James or something like that. Um, But I like this amplified version because it really brings out, the truth is there are many sophisticated arguments. There are many exalted and proud things that right now in 2022 are trying to set themselves up against your freedom in Jesus against our freedom in Jesus Christ. That freedom that we have, that we sung about this morning and that we we worship him because he's set us free. And I want to remind you this morning that you are free. You are free. You're not bound. You're not captive. Even if you still struggle with temptations, Jesus died even while you're still a sinner. He died. And so his grace abounds, not that he just permits everything, but that he died while we were sinners so we can always come back to him. We can always step into that freedom. And so Jesus doesn't want you under condemnation today. He doesn't want you under bondage today. He wants you to know you are free. Because all of these things, uh, we have this funny phenomena at our farm called mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes. We have them 24-7 and we have them every month of the year. It used to just be a summer thing when we lived in normal suburbia, but now we have them all year round. And um, so most nights, like last night, some middle of the night, there's one comes into your ear hole and I get my iPhone torch and I'm sort of trying to find this thing and smacking it up against the wall. And um, I know it's a funny thing, but this is exactly what Satan is like to you and to me. He's like this annoying little mosquito that buzzes around your head, trying to, trying to annoy you with negative thoughts, trying to annoy you with demonic thoughts, trying to tempt you with temptations and remind you of your failings. You can remind him of everything. Just, just let it all out to, to the enemy. You can say, yeah, well, I know that, I know that, I know that. But then we have this promise 
that we can actually take these things and we can destroy these proud things, these arguments and these annoying things because they're trying to set themselves up in your head and in my head against the knowledge of God. But He is more powerful. So sometimes we have to catch ourselves and we have to squat that mosquito straight away. As soon as we start thinking down that track, squat it. Remember this mosquito analogy this week. Remember the mosquito analogy because the enemy will try and come, still kill and destroy your peace, still kill and destroy your brain, your thinking, your clarity, your living, your family, all of these things. He tries to come like a mosquito into your head and remind you of things and say things and tempt you and trials and struggles. And some of these things need to be smacked down really early. In the name of Jesus. And we take authority over these things because they're trying to set themselves up as a habit, as a pattern, as an ongoing temptation. And if we get them early, then we get them easy. But if you let them buzz around you for days and weeks and months, and then sometimes we can let our guard down. I want to encourage you, take every thought captive. Take those thoughts captive. Maybe this morning when you come, there's some stuff going on in your life. There's, you know, all sorts of mosquitoes buzzing around you. Take them captive. Maybe you did during worship. Worship's a great way to take thoughts captive, isn't it? Because all of a sudden we lose ourselves a little bit and we get lost in Him. And that's what corporate worship is all about. A whole bunch of, a whole tribe getting lost in him. I've been doing a little bit of research and I was almost going to share on it today, but I feel like I need to do a little bit more research um, on some of, the, some of the ways of tribes over the millennia, different tribes all around the world. And it's fascinating reading about different tribal ways because even though they're thousands and thousands of kilometers from one another and hundreds and hundreds of years of separation and never had contact, so to speak, there's so many similarities, so many godly, instinctive similarities that are put in a tribe. For example, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. There's no one transitioning in a tribe. There's so many instinctive godly traits that are put into millennia of human beings because God created us that way. And, and dare to think that in a decade I might be able to get put in prison for saying something like that. But we need to learn how to speak the truth, how to stand in love, how to protest rightly, how to be honourable, but also stand in righteousness. And some of you are probably better at it than me, but, you know, I'm learning, okay? Mosquitoes, mosquitoes. I want you to remember mosquitoes this week because I'm sure the enemy, just like he will with me, he'll come like a mosquito and he'll try and get me off track. He'll try and tempt me. He'll try and annoy me. He'll try and get me thinking lesser than and I'm going to remember to take every thought captive. Smack that mosquito because it's trying to set itself up against his victory, against that promise. How can we do this? I'm not going to read this whole passage. Most of us know the armor of God. Most of us know Ephesians 6.10 and onwards really, really well. But I want to just read the first part of it. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I'm going to pause there. It is so easy and I am the number one ticket holder of this. It is so easy to start thinking that the enemy is 
the Greens political party. Or the enemy is someone who believes things that are totally against us. Or it might be this leader or that leader. Or, you know, if you start researching whole world systems, you start getting, uh, thinking all of that. But then you've got to remember, hang on, there are higher powers at work. There are higher powers at work. And so our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We've got to navigate this stuff. We've got to educate ourselves. We've got to become wise. We've got to stand up for righteousness. But ultimately, this is a battle that's going to be won in the heavens. The greatest moves of God have been won in the heavens, not in the political arena. And that occurred to me this week. I was, I was reading, if you ever want to read some depressing reading... Read, read some David Brainard. Anyone read David Brainard? David Brainard. I mean, seriously, this dude was in around Jonathan Edwards' time. Uh, so we're talking, you know, 250, 280 years ago, roughly, in America. And he was a missionary, young man missionary to the American Indians. And so he went out for long periods of time, months and months and months and months on end, and lived with them and uh, was heavily persecuted and and just had some really, really tormented time, but he saw revival break out amongst Native American Indians. And uh, his writings are really, really deep. Uh, And I was reading that and I was reminded, we don't have it very bad. We don't have it very bad, do we? And we have to remind ourselves sometimes, it's not that bad. In fact, turn to someone next to you and say, it's not that bad. The fact that your internet is really, really slow and you can't stream Netflix at the speed you want and it buffers like this where we live, it's not that bad. First world problems, absolutely. It's not that bad. When we think right now globally what's going on in the world and all the different things that that God is doing and the enemy is doing and and, and we've just got to go to a higher level, don't we, and realize that the battle needs to be won there. Every great move of God has been won there, above the ceiling, <laughs> not necessarily in, in the flesh and blood. We've got to do what we can. We've got to do what we can. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be won there. Let me give you another hint on surviving 2022 if you want another little bit of robust um, listening this week. And actually, we were sharing with some great revival leaders some years ago, and we mentioned that, oh, we went to some meetings with this particular guy. And um, they made the comment, oh, well, that, that's good if you want to get beaten around the head with the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, as in it's, a, it's a, a brutal truth version. But I was listening to David Hogan this week. I know, it's, it's, he's scary. But I'm not sure there's too many people seeing signs and wonders and miracles in the dead rays like he is right now on earth. So I was listening to him and he was getting pretty aggressive as he does. But he was talking about prayer. He was talking about prayer. And it challenged me. And I realized that the only way I'm going to see the things that I'm praying and worshiping for and asking him for when I'm worshiping this morning, I'm saying, come Holy Spirit, we need you. Our generation needs you. Slight rabbit trail, I realized I'm an old man. Because I had a dream a few weeks ago 
I had a dream a few weeks ago. It was a very, sp- and I don't get these very often. Karen knows this, but I shared it with her, and exactly what I dreamt happened. And it helped us in a, scenario, a strategic scenario. It helped us quite specifically. Now, that happens like once in a blue moon for me, okay? But I now am an old man. I'm dreaming dreams, Holy Spirit dreams. So it's good, but it's a good thing. Anyway, and I was realizing that there is a distance between where I am and where I need to be and where my prayer life is and where I need to be to actually fully see those things that I want to see. And I don't know about you, maybe you're, you're, you're in that place. But this gap is, is not as far as we think. It's not as far as we think. Sometimes it's, it's just a momentary taking those thoughts captive and saying, yes, I'm going to go for it. Yes, I'm going to pray. Yes, I'm going to believe. And so this, this battle that rages around us, I want to encourage you this morning, don't be consumed by what we see. Don't be consumed by what we see. Because there's so much more going on in the heavenly realms. There's, there's angels warring for us right now. Holy Spirit is moving all over the earth. God has plans and purposes for your life and my life right now that are taking place. But sometimes we just need to step in between that gap of where we are now, step into that, into that place of where he wants us, maybe through prayer, obedience, trust, faith, whatever it is. And then we get taken into that place where we're slapping that mosquito and we're taking authority. There's, there's two ways. There's two ways that, that I really see surviving in 2022 takes place. And I've realized this over some time. You could say with, let's say for healing, for example. Is it the response of a person coming forward laying on of hands, the supernatural touch of God, God pouring out his healing presence and someone gets healed? Or is it someone spending years and years and years cultivating health and wholeness in their body and then God releasing that through natural means, so to speak, even though it's still from heaven? Uh, You know, which is it? Which is it? I'm, I'm hypothetical this morning. I want to say there's two doorways to supernatural breakthrough. There's two doorways. And if we do our bit, he'll do his bit. If we are faithful with the little that he's given us, he will honour us. He will honour the rest. What do I mean by that? Let's, I mean, I've read about every revival there's ever been, I think, and, and you read about healing miracles and you think, wow, that's phenomenal. How do you keep, if someone gets healed dramatically, supernaturally of an ailment that they've had for a decade, how do they keep that healing? Through health and wholeness. They don't, they don't get supernaturally healed and then go back to a junk lifestyle and generally stay healthy. See, it's both. Do you get me? I know it's hard. We just want to zap every week and just heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. But God has given you and me a body and a life and a spirit to steward. And just like with healing, it's exactly the same with revival. If God pours out revival, 
He's going to ask something of us. Are we able to maintain this atmosphere of health and wholeness in our community for transformation, for reformation? See, there's always two ways, isn't there? And it's, I believe it's the same with prayer, with worship, with any sort of breakthrough and even surviving this year. I think we're going to need both strategies at play. We need the supernatural breakthrough of God where he inspires us, where he does stuff. But then there's also going to have to be the faithful stewarding and honoring principles of God, of prayer and of honoring him, of giving, of, of being generous, all of these things. I know they are the boring things. Do you know what? It's, it's even easier sometimes to pray. Pray for a year for revival, but sometimes God says to us, what have I put in front of you? Just do well with that. Revive that thing. And so it's not necessarily fish, taking a fishing hook and throwing it out in the deep end and just hoping for the biggest thing we can possibly get and, and just going, wow, I'm just going to wait for this thing. I'm going to wait for this thing. No. Let's be faithful with what he's put in front of us. Let's take captive every thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of Jesus. Let's do the little things and the big things. In front of us, when, when the enemy comes, even in 2022, I was reading some prophet, about 12 different prophetic people who have given impressions on this year. And I sort of closed the book and I went, oh, I don't know any more than I kind of thought I would know about 2022. The truth is we crave so much to predict and know what's going to happen that sometimes, I'm not saying this about these things, it's healthy, it's good, there's nothing wrong with it. Impressions are good and, and we want that and we need the voice of prophetic voices. But sometimes there's a craving in us because we're too lazy and we don't have enough trust and faith even in God, that we want a prophetic word to be the solution. We want a prophetic word to say, it's all going to be okay. Well, let me tell you, it's all going to be okay. And you don't need a prophetic word to know that. Romans 8, 18, 19 says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the eagerly awaiting creation waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. The truth is, if you know Jesus, you've already been adopted into his family as a son or a daughter. The Bible clearly says that. But there's two doors to this thing. Or there's two layers to this thing. The first layer is, if you know Jesus, you're in his family. You've been adopted. And actually, the Bible says you're a co-heir with Christ. You're a co-worker, a co-heir with Christ. But then the second layer of this is that we are still waiting for the fullness of that adoption. The full adoption will happen when Jesus returns. And that's how we can say, well... I consider that the current sufferings, the current craziness, 2022 might have more craziness. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe everything will settle down. But you know what? Even if COVID settles down, there's still going to be craziness because the enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy and confuse. And, and he's getting society and families and young babies in the womb. And he's doing whatever he can to steal, kill and destroy the family unit, God, creation, nature. And he twists and contorts things. And, 
And, and you know what, even with the left of politics, the right of politics, even when the, the, the left get it wrong, you can't even use their language back on them because they want to win that as well. And so, you know, we can't win this thing just in carnal ways. We need a sovereign move of God to come and move and shake and bake and do whatever he's going to do onto humanity, don't we, in our nation. And that's, it's about the only answer. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we're going to slap those mosquitoes. We're going to get in front of us and say, okay, God, we're going to be faithful with what you've given us. We're going to plow that field that you've put in front of us. We're going to pray for the big one, but we're also going to plow the little one. Because we consider that even confusions, sufferings, trials of this present time, they're not even worthy of comparison. That's what Paul's saying here in Romans. All of this stuff, any confusion, any hardship you're going through today, it's not even worth comparing to the glory that you are going to get when you meet Jesus. So whatever we're going through right now, whatever sufferings, whatever trials, we we can't even comprehend that when Jesus returns, he's coming for you and for me. And if you don't know Jesus today, I want to encourage you, give your life to him. You might be watching online. Give your life to Jesus today because he loves his creation. He loves his creation. I mean, I love my veggies. I I do. Karen knows this. I go out there probably three times a day. And I'm look uh, this morning. I'm looking under the leaves at the cucumbers. I'm thinking, there's a baby cucumber. I'm patting the cucumber. I'm feeding it with, they're just hoping it grows more. This is my creation. Well, it's his creation, but I've put the seeds in the ground. How much more then does he love you? And does he tend your garden? And does he want you to prosper? His heart is for you, not against you. He wants you to be a blessing in 2022. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, you can be a blessing this year to anyone around you. Tend those fields, the people, the relationships, the trials, whatever the sufferings are. Don't worry because Jesus is coming and it's going to vastly outweigh anything you're going through. I want you to stand this morning and I just want to pray and bless, bless you this morning. Awesome. Awesome. You guys are a good bunch. Yeah. Awesome. Well, just lift your hands and let's pray. Hey. Lord, we just thank you that you are so good. You're so faithful to us. And Lord, we thank you that whatever we're going through right now, whatever's going to happen in 2022, we just submit it to you. And we know that you rule and reign over everything, over every power, over every principality. And so, Lord Jesus, we look to you for the answers. We look to you for the solutions. We look to you for the breakthroughs. And we'll do our bit and we ask that you will come and do yours. We ask that you will come and move in our city, in our region as never before. With a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. A mighty move of the Spirit of God. Saving the lost. Healing the sick. And Lord, we pray and ask that you would come. We pray and ask that you would come. We also ask that you would help us to steward whatever you've given us to tend. Lord, that we would be faithful with the little that you've given us. 
And in Jesus' name, we silence the voice of Satan. We silence the voice of Satan that would say, you cannot do this. That would say, you cannot live any longer. Would say that you cannot survive any more hardship. That would say enough is enough. There may be someone watching who's just struggling so much with even life itself. I want to tell you, Jesus is coming for you. Jesus is coming for you. Jesus is coming for you. He's coming for you. Because He loves His bride. He loves you today. Whatever you're in, whatever doubt, whatever suffering, He loves you. You are an adopted son or daughter into the family of the King. Jesus, we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord Jesus.